0: Subscribe and rate Hello everybody and thank you for listening to Bigfoot and Beyond with Cliff and usually Bobo. Bobo's not here today. God knows where he is. Um, I honestly have no idea where he is, Uh, but I do know he's on the road for production, Uh, probably somewhere in southern Oregon or Washington or somewhere in between. But it's Bobo. I'm, he could be on another plane of existence. Uh, there's a big multiverse movement going on right now in the Marvel. I mean, may, who knows? It's Bobo. Your guess is as good as mine. But Bobo misses out this time because it's just me um, and doing an interview today with a good friend of mine. His name, we're just going to call him Lance. Uh, We want to keep his anonymity if possible. Uh, He is a long-term witness that we've been working with here from the North American Bigfoot Center for a year or two, I guess. Now, I'm not really sure how long. Um, I've got a pretty elastic sense of time. But I met this gentleman in the shop, um, and he told me about a couple, uh, a small number of Sasquatch encounters that he has had through the years. And so I started talking to him a little bit more, and lo and behold, he's had some very good up-and-personal encounters with Sasquatches, a handful of other sort of Class B sort of things on top of it, and a lot of it is largely due to where he lives. Um, He lives in a very Squatchy zone, and he actually literally chose his property for that purpose. So uh, we're going to get into a little bit of that and hear about the backstory of what Lance has going and how this all started and all that sort of stuff. Um, I think you're going to really enjoy this episode. Um, And again, Lance is a good friend of mine. I completely believe this gentleman. Um, And so enough of me blabbing. Let's get into some Bigfoot talk with uh, Lance. So Lance, thank you very much for um, basically being willing to come on because I know that you're probably a little nervous
1: um, (laughs) Uh, because you listen to the podcast a little bit, don't you? Yeah, I do get pretty tired of Sasquatch stuff, though. I, I, know. I try. I listen to one or two, and then I just don't want anything to do with it for a while.
0: I understand. Yeah, um, I tried running a Bigfoot museum. There's a certain balance that you're missing in one's life, yeah. I think. Right, but yeah. So, um so love hate
1: relationship with
0: uh, <laughs> yeah imaginary beasts. Well, yeah, except that the except the imaginary part is the problem, you know, because <laughs> it's a lot of fun to do and they're a lot of fun to think about. But at the same time, if one isn't careful. Even if you're not a real, really a big footer, like you're out seeking these things, it could take over your life and really affect you in some ways, you know? Yeah. Like, 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 like what happened to you? Um, but you know, people are listening to the podcast. They'd they love to hear stories of encounters and whatnot. And you know, I'm not a huge encounter kind of guy. Like I'm not really t- interested, deeply interested in a lot of stories, but you have some really amazing close personal observations of Sasquatches. Um, <laughs> you've had quite a number of them through the years. So years. So let's go back to the very first one. Um, in fact, let's go back to before your first encounter with a Sasquatch.
1: Was Bigfoot on your radar at all? No. And uh, I, I did a lot of hiking with my wife and, and father-in-law, and uh, all through the Three Sisters uh, uh, over in Blue Mountains. And, and, uh, and he had property up at Lake Merwin uh, in Washington. So I spent a lot of time outside. I but I never had any encounter. Never really thought about. It. The only thing I knew about it was Leonard Nimoy's In Search of In
0: Search of yeah, yeah Yeah. That's what turned me on too. So yeah. I didn't
1: had absolutely no opinion whether they were real or not real. I, this wasn't on my mind. Uh huh. Until but, that day. Yeah. Um, so
0: tell us about what happened there. What we you were camping? Well, uh,
1: yeah, my in laws, my wife's mother and stepfather were big beer drinkers <laughs> yeah and uh, they went camping every weekend at, at uh, the same spot on a creek in uh, Clackamas County um, and uh, uh, from the time they got there until they left Sunday they they spent their time drinking beer and and sitting around a campfire and that's all they did that <laughs> was pretty much uh, I wasn't a big beer drinker but uh, my wife and I would go hang out with them like a lot that we we'd pop in on Saturday night and and sometimes just have a beer with them, sometimes spend the night. And um, it was a beautiful little creek and, and area. And uh, I had two dogs at the time, I had a Great Dane and a, um, a Doberman Pincher like both good sized dogs. And uh, it was a great place to let them run, and they were used to it. And, and the in laws camped there like year after year, like every weekend during spring, summer, and and into fall into. Uh, September, October, somewhere in there, they they get too cold and they quit quit camping out there. On this particular time, like, after being very familiar with the place, it was a Saturday night, and uh, we got there late, it was dark out, and uh, my wife and I and the dogs, we were sitting around the campfire bullshitting with the in-laws, and and, um, uh, my wife went to go pee in in the bushes, and, like, first time ever, she said, like, father come with me will you thought why she's like it's just really spooky out tonight and uh so okay so we went did that in the bushes and went back had another beer and, and uh uh went to bed but it, it was creepy out that that night and uh, it was late and dark so we didn't pitch a tent or anything the in-laws had a, a camper that they stayed in and uh I, I can't remember who went to bed first, if they did or we did, but we just, we climbed in the car. My wife climbed in the back seat, and I climbed in the front seat and pulled a sleeping bag over me. And uh, every night, like whenever we camped out there, like I always tied the, or I chained, actually chained the dogs to the front bumper of the car. And then in the morning, I'd, uh, they'd be whining, and I'd, I'd go and hook them. And then uh, uh, if we're sleeping in the car or sleeping in the tent, I'd go back to sleep and just leave them run. Because they didn't go anywhere. Um, good puppies. And um, so this particular Sunday morning, they whined, and I got up and unhooked them from the, the car bumper in their chains.
0: Is this like at the crack of dawn or something? Or This morning? was
1: like, I, I guess, like 7.15, yeah, 7.30 okay, in the so morning. In between, it was then. it was just It was daylight. I don't know how long it had been daylight. Yeah, but a little on the early side, I guess. Yeah. Okay. And um, so their normal routine, as soon as I'd unhook them uh, from their leashes, chains. They'd take off across this creek and run up the hill on the other side and, and be playing and wrestling and, and then come back and that was just their morning routine they'd hang out. I can't remember if I fed them then or what, but anyway, I'd go back to bed for a while. So anyway, this particular morning, they, uh, this was 1977, like mm-hmm. a long time ago. Um, I let them off uh, the leashes. They ran across the creek, ran up the other side just doing their normal playing and stuff and then at some point, uh, they encountered a Sasquatch that was, like, laying there either sleeping or watching us. I'm not sure which. But they, it screamed and roared, and they just, like, whimpered and started crying and, and screaming Now, screaming you heard themselves. this because you were inside the car, or? No, I was outside because I just let them off and, like. They ran across. Yeah, you're the creek. watching
0: them, so y- did you see them run across the Sasquatch, or did their behavior change, and that must be what happened? Because um, of what followed?
1: Well, I watched them run across the creek and up to their side to a point, and uh, I think at some point I'd, I don't know if I turned and was going to go back to bed or what, but because I mean, this they did the same exact thing every weekend. Yeah, yeah. So. I think, it, like, when it, it, the Sasquatch roared and screamed and the dogs, like, started screaming and whimpering and running back, they think, came flying back, and this thing was just roaring and screaming and, uh, like, stomping on the ground and, like, coming towards us. Uh, and it, did, uh, are you looking at it at this point, or are you just hearing it? Um, I mean, it happened pretty fast, but, like, the dogs, when they got back, they dove under the car, yeah, and they're shaking, and the whole car is shaking. And at the same time, I'm climbing in because this thing is like like stomping through brush and and uh, through the creek, and you can hear it, and it's just screaming and roaring. But you haven't and, seen it yet. Uh, no, I, well, was, know, uh, I was just in fear. And, something uh,
0: big is uh, coming uh, down
1: there. Yeah, hill. yeah. I mean, it's it's just stomping and roaring and coming towards us, and it was so loud that my insides hurt all my organs inside my body like felt like they were going to explode. It was just, it was painful. And the closer it got to the smell was incredible. Um, what would you, uh, do, how can you describe the smell? Uh, sulfur, sulfur smell. Yeah. But unlike how I've heard other people describe it to, to me, it didn't, it, it smelled like, like if you're in a, a chemistry lab or something, it was like pure sulfur. It was, mm it was a very pure sulfur smell i think okay but anyway um so the dogs drove dove under the the car and we're talking 65 malibu without a whole lot of ground clearance <laughs> <laughs> and, and uh cool car though yeah. yeah and i dove into the the front seat uh out here and i tried to pull sleeve mag up over my eyes to hide uh-huh but I was on the sleeping bag and I could only get up to about my chest uh-huh. and I, I couldn't get it up any higher. And this thing is getting closer and closer and closer. And I wanted to close my eyes but at that point I was actually like just frozen with fear and I, I literally tried to close my eyes but I couldn't. Uh, I was just, at that point I was frozen in the position I was in and I couldn't do anything. And um, it stomped and, and was screaming like, it's like half an elephant. Like, it, the ground shook when it, when it stopped. Uh, it was like a, a, an elephant being mad or something. Uh, two-legged elephant, I guess. <laughs> and um, it got right up to the side of the car. And at this point, I could see it. Uh, I could not see it. Uh, but I only saw it up to neck or chin. Uh, just a huge black hairy mass. Oh, so you saw the chest area, but the head was too high to see,
0: is what you're saying? Yeah. Okay. I see. Yeah, through the windows of the car that you're walking yeah, my Yeah,
1: my, my fa- because I'm looking, staring right out to my driver's side window. That's where my head's at. Is right there. And that's where it was, too? Yes.
0: Oh, when you, I, I know. I've heard this story before, obviously. By the way, I love every time you tell it. But I, I always pictured <laughs> it was uh, you're looking at the window at your feet, but it was actually right above your head right at the time. My Holy
1: crap. Yeah, like 8, 10, 12 inches away from me. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it gets uh, right up next to my window. And it stops. And I thought, my first thought I had was, it was just going to rip the dogs out from under the car and like rip them to shreds. But it just stopped and hesitated and like imitated a cougar. Like a it rawr, rawr, started it.
0: imitating like, a mountain lion.
1: Yes. Very loudly. And at which point, like that put more fear into my dogs. Like they're shaking so bad. The whole car is going up and down. And, uh, it, it stopped and, and did that, and then... While it was standing there, or was while it While I was standing there. No it, 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 no, it hesitated and stopped right next to the, my window and, and did that. And then um, after it scared the dogs you know, more than they were already scared, it started stomping off again and cussing uh, in Sasquatch like... You know, figure that one out yourself. But just and, and just stomping it, and every stomp like the ground actually is shaking. Yeah, it is. I I guess like 800 pounds. I mean, just huge. And you could, I mean, as a, we were pretty close to a street, and across the street, and on the other side, you could hear it just like busting and just going straight through the brush, like not going around anything, just going right through everything. Yeah. My wife's. Was sleeping in the back seat. She didn't say a word. And then after this happened, like I couldn't get her to respond. Like she just pretended like like nothing happened. Really? I um, think she's just scared to death. I don't know. She would never talk about it. And my in-laws that were in a camper like 100 feet away. Um, in the morning, like after after this happened, it was just such a rush that it was it was overwhelming. I I fell asleep. Yeah. And, yeah. uh, when I woke up, I would guess it was like 11 ish or something like that. And, uh, my mother-in-law and, uh, her husband were sitting around the campfire. Um, and, uh, I went over and sat down and, and, uh, nobody was saying a word cause they were just a hundred feet away. They heard everything ever that happened. They would have had to. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I don't know how long we sat there, but I was just in shock, uh, still. And, uh, you know, you just have so many weird thoughts like running through your head and everything. And then I I remember mother-in-law said like, that was really weird this morning. And then silence again. And, uh, everybody just sat there looking at the fire. I remember later in the day, we, where this was, was not too far from houses and, and neighborhoods. I mean, we're talking you know, a few miles away, there's people. Yeah. And, um, so a friend of uh, uh, the in-laws there used to come out, and he'd sit and tell stories and drink beer and stuff. And I remember they were talking about what happened to us, and, and uh, I remember hearing him uh, say that, like, you know, to see sasquatch, like, go, go up the road here to the tree farm. And it's full of them. Yeah,
0: full of them. <laughs> They're brimming, brimming to the edge <laughs> of, with sasquatches. You can't even keep them contained.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and uh, but the weird thing about all this. Was that was that was my first encounter, and uh, yeah, we'd been going to that spot, camping and watching the in-laws drink beer. That's uh, uh-huh. so what middle aged like people did, <laughs> do, and yeah, yeah, <laughs> seven, nineteen seventy-seven. Oh, some beer, no thanks. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I wasn't a big beer drinker. Hmm. Um,
0: did they continue to camp at the same spot after that, or did that change their behavior? Yeah,
1: I I don't know. if... I remember I've been back there a few times after that but not camping and Well you brought me there one time. Yeah. To go check it and out. And I can't remember how long it was after that. it was a while. I think it was a couple of years. Um, they actually closed it to camping. Yeah and, and there's still to this day there's sign there that says no camping, no this, no that. I'm not sure what all is on the sign, but Yeah. Uh, you've been there. It's, it's yeah. a pretty small area. But it is a small kid, area. Kids, but kids used to go there, and they'd just tear the place up and leave litter mm-hmm. and trash and yeah. fireworks. And, and you go down in the creek, and, and there was trash all over the place. Uh, I actually went down there one time with, uh, I can't remember, uh, my wife in later years. or and I think it was Connie, my last wife, who's deceased now. Mm-hmm. I think her and I and one of my dogs like, went down there one time and picked up trash in the, in the creek. And um, one thing I saw there was, when we were picking up trash, were stacks of rocks, um, like oh, like, like two inches, two, two inches in yeah. diameter rocks, like stacked about four feet high, like coming out of the, out of the water. Hmm. Uh, there was like there was like maybe two or three of them,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and uh, I thought that was unusual. Like,
0: um, you think that might be connected somehow? Maybe
1: I don't know, uh, but. Good answer. I don't know either. Later years, I saw the same thing, but a hundred stacks.
0: Yeah, I know some people think that Sasquatches stack rocks, and maybe they do. I'm not sure if anybody
1: ever. I just, I just seen can't imagine a human teenager or adult like being able to balance rocks like that, mm-hmm. that perfectly, yeah. like four feet high, let alone a hundred stacks.
0: Yeah, pretty bizarre. Yeah, I don't know. So
1: that, that's pretty much my first encounter um did that change anything in your behavior um like oh it changed everything really how so my whole attitude about everything changed because uh, i just realized like you know everything is a lie <laughs> or there's there's more to everything than meets the eye or i mean they're sasquatch are real it's not a myth or yeah. or anything and
0: they're still in the zone, I might add, too. Yeah, they're still out there <laughs> yeah. in the same general area. We got stuff uh, this past year, uh, For this past summer, we got reports from that general area here at the NBC. You know, a, a
1: thought I've had is, this is a little strange maybe, but because of Sasquatch and because of how many thousands of people like haven't reported their sightings or encounters, mm-hmm. I think there's a whole lot of woods and forests that are still there because we didn't settle there and build cities and stuff like that because people got ran out. Mm. Well, they also like, the uh, they seem to like the land
0: that isn't as usable perhaps as the big flat areas that you can farm or run cattle on <laughs> yeah. and stuff, you know, they, yeah, like, they have something to hide behind. Yeah. Yeah. Stay tuned for more Bigfoot and beyond with Cliff and Bobo. We'll be right back after these messages. Sonidos of our music sonidos of our voices sonidos of our stories
1: listen to the sounds and voices of latin music and culture with pandora stations like rmx la vida en pop el pulso and satellites and podcasts like ruby rosa and more from music to stories all that we are is in the sonidos of our culture listen now on pandora
0: well, now that was only, that was your very first uh, that encounter, that that's was, not your that only. That was end of
1: September or early October 1977. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, and and, and 45
0: you, years ago, 47, I don't know. Right. And when, and when, when I say that you've encountered Sasquatches, I'll, I'll just say five, I don't know how many times, five times in your life. But, uh, there are some old timers that say, well, he's lying because anybody who ever sees a Sasquatch more than once has to be a liar because they're so rare and it's such a, and, and that's the way like, you know, uh, Peter Byrne and John Green and the, and the and, and the old timers <laughs> do, would. Do I get to tell my Peter Byrne story? Oh yeah, if he likes you, like to, we can do that. We'll get to that. Um, but, uh, but they're just wrong. I mean, unfortunately those old timers are just wrong because if you're well, in you the zone to, you have to actually go out into the woods well yeah but if, you, if you're in the zone you can see if you're where they're hanging out
1: you No, know, i you know to, like my next encounter my second encounter was 1979 so and, two years later two years later and then up in the state of washington and because my father and i had a had property up there and um so we used to go through a, a bunch hang out with him and um with him, we went hiking a lot. We did three sisters, a bunch. Uh, we did uh, walalas and then we, I think the first time we paddled up to a creek, and I don't think uh, for some reason he he thought like oh, that'd be a good place to pan for gold. Like next time we go, so we went again. He had the gold pan, and of course we had like uh, a cooler with beer mm-hmm. and uh, food and munchies and that kind of stuff, and we were in a. I got a 16-foot canoe, like three of us, my my wife and I and and him. No life jackets. uh.
0: It was the 70s. Yeah. There weren't even like safety belts and cars I don't even know if I had shoes on. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it was the 70s. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Exactly. So. I think the no shirt, no shoes, no service sign was in response to the 1970s.
1: Yeah. So first or second time. We paddled up to this creek, and, and father-in-law is panning for gold. And uh, the, the cliffs are so high that, like, 3 or 4 o'clock, there's no sun down in this canyon anymore. And it gets chilly because we're, we're in the water and drinking beer, and he's panning for gold and drinking more beer. Yeah, And uh, uh, I'm trying to—I remember I was trying to stay somewhat sober and not drunk because we're paddling a canoe like— several miles yeah and like no life jackets and none of us are really good swimmers <laughs> oh geez yeah and hadn't had any problem yet but i'm still i was to be honest i had a little bit of fear of water sure, sure. um well for good reason
0: it's cold well, is it, coming get you. <laughs> yeah
1: yeah so i think it was like the third time we went up to this creek um on the way back a storm came up and we're in the middle of the lake no life jackets and nothing, and the water like just stirred up and wind and rain, and like I was scared to death, uh, but not scared enough to where we we didn't do this again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and my, my father-in-law, he was kind of, he was pretty funny. We got back, we did get make it back, and we got to the dock and didn't drown. But when we got to the dock, and I I grabbed a hold of the dock, and he just like leaned over to the water side and, and fell in like on purpose. Like <laughs> he, he was pretty funny. So anyway, that, I am thinking that was like the third time. And, uh, so we did, we did this again cause we're stupid. And again, a storm came up and like this time, like we got scared really good. Uh, so I decided like the place where we're going is so cool. I'm going to see if, uh, I can find a map and find out how to get there. Like, Driving over land,
0: yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, we'll just hike way. down to hike down the canyons to the, like paddling to it, which is like, only for smart people. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, looking at county maps and stuff, I, I found a, a way to to get to this creek, and um, we're going down these these back like dirt roads and stuff to get there. And okay, so this road goes to like the the dam facilities, like between the, the lakes, mm-hmm. and on the way the. There's a, you know, crosses the creek that we're trying to get to. So before we get to this creek, though, there's a sign that says, like, private property, PGE, employees only. Uh huh. But it was a really small sign, like, in a tree. Easily ignored, in other words. I didn't see it. Sure. <laughs> like, did you see it? No, no. No, of course not. My wife didn't see it. My father-in-law didn't see it. So we kept going. <laughs> so immediately, like, uh, on this little adventure, like, we're... Not where we are supposed to be. So after a couple of miles, we, we get to a, a bridge that crosses the creek that we're trying to get to in the little canyon we're trying to get to. And uh, so as soon as we crossed the bridge, I I saw a spot to my left and driver's side to, to pull down into to get off this gravel road. So I, I had a four-wheel drive Bronco, a 68 or something, like way back when. You had uh, all the cool cars. I did.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> Did not grow that crap. Um, so I pulled down in there, and I spun it around, like, so we could get out of there in a hurry, because we're not supposed to be there. Sure, yeah. And, like, just to, like, hide our tracks a little bit, we started gathering our brush and put it on the front of the Bronco to, like, blend in with the surroundings. Uh-huh. So we thought, like, you know, that's, that's cool. Like, nobody's going to see us, and it, it's not that far to get back in the Bronco and go back to where it's legal to be, so. Yeah. I guess that was the thinking. What,
0: are you going to let a sign tell you what to do? Come on!
1: It was the seventies. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it was the seventies, right? Barefoot, no <laughs> shirt. You yeah,
1: um, have signs, no safety belt. So, so we gathered up all our stuff: the cooler, beer, the follow-up uh, gold panning crap, and you know, shirts, sandals, all that kind of crap. Whatever we had, everybody had two handful of stuff packing with us. We found a—I don't know if it was actual trail or. We just climbed down to the side of the canyon at an angle, got down there, and didn't only had to walk like 100, 150 yards to get to where we usually went, like, canoeing. Uh, one thing I forgot to mention was every time we'd paddled up there in a canoe, uh, while we were down there playing in the water and being stupid, it always felt like somebody was, like, watching us.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Again, this time we're down there and, like, walked to get down there instead of canoed. But it kept, I kept glancing up to the top of the cliffs because uh, it felt like somebody was watching us, and uh, we didn't see anything, and uh, again, like we did our usual routine, and then 3, 3.30, somewhere in there, the, the sun's behind the cliffs, and it's starting to get cold, so we, we left, went back the way we came, and uh, we got back on top of the, the bluff there, and we're like 25 yards or something from the Bronco, and um, the path back to the Bronco was a little bit to the right, and my wife and father-in-law were walking in front of me, and and uh, I was bringing up the rear. I can't. I had a cooler in one hand, and uh, I can't remember what was in the other hand. But both my hands were—I was carrying stuff. All of a sudden, I got a whiff of something—the smell that I recognized made me stop. And my wife and father-in-law were were continuing, like slowly, to, to walk to the right.
0: They were ahead of you, or
1: just a, a little tiny bit.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Uh huh. But anyway, I recognized the smell, like. And I, I it just made me stop, and I—what I, is that? I recognize that, but I could not i can't figure out what it was. And at the same time, I'm thinking about that. I'm, I'm looking at this tree that's coming out of a bush, and uh, my whole train of thought changed because, like, it's a man. That's a weird-looking tree, and uh, I just—my you know, thoughts were racing through my brain, and uh, I just—I slowly, like, I like kept looking up and up and up, and like with the sun glance, Through the trees, I could see like tufts of moss or something on the side of this thing. And so I I keep convincing myself it's a tree. So the
0: sun was behind this tree. Yeah. Okay. So it was kind of like in the almost like a silhouette in a way, maybe. Well, but you can see not really because
1: we're talking, I'm like three feet away from it. Three feet. Okay. So there to the, you know, just right in front of me. What
0: is it? It's close close to the wall here in the room. Okay. So that's like about four or five feet. So between three and five feet away
1: from you. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh so I just I keep looking up this thing, uh, up this tree, and like the further up I look, it's looking more and more like just normal bark of a tree.
0: Uh-huh, like, like a dug fur or, some yeah, or something. Yeah,
1: except for the, the, the thing is like a, a weird shade of gray, uh where dug fur is like more brownish, brown and mm-hmm. reddish or something okay. there. And so I just I'm looking at this thing because it's just really weird. I just keep looking up and up and up and an angle about like that, like, I don't know what, uh, that would be like uh, uh-huh. my eyes locked onto its eyes and it wasn't a tree. It was a Sasquatch. Yeah. And we're looking at each other eye to eye. Well, kind and, of, except that it's three or four feet above your eye level. <laughs> yeah. And I, we were so close that, I mean, I'm looking at it and it, it had like a, it had a grin on its face, like, um, like an evil grin. Like, <laughs> like showing you its teeth. I Maybe a little bit, but it just had like a, I don't know what kind of grin you'd call it, but it's like a, a grimace or something like, yeah. like mouth was really, really, wide and, and like eyes were squinting. And it was just like, uh, but it's smiling, but it's like a, a, like, I don't know what you call it. Well, that, yeah, that, that's
0: a stress reaction in apes. Okay. It's, yeah. Humans are the only apes okay.
1: that smile out of happiness.
0: All the other ones str- smile out of stress. Um, In that sort of uh, This
1: was like a this was, a, this was a smile. Like a like he didn't expect me to, yeah, to lock a, eyes with him and see him.
0: A surprise sort of thing. Well, didn't two well, other humans just walk right by him? Yeah. Yeah, like walk right by the Sasquatch and didn't even yeah. notice it. Right.
1: So, but, okay, so we locked eyes. And like he, he went, his he had total human like facial expressions. It went from a, a grin to even his eyes were were like grinning i mean he just it was a wasn't a smile but it was a, a grin i don't know okay, how to describe okay. it. but anyway so his facial expression when we locked eyes went from a grin to total shock just just like,
0: mouth opened and the eyes opened wider and
1: yeah did it pull it, back
0: like you just did right there in the chair like the sh- or
1: did it just yeah a little bit it pulled back a little bit in surprise yeah eyes? and then right there at some point i screamed uh huh and it screamed, and uh, let me toss some stuff in here while I'm thinking about it. his eyes. Like looked just like mine, like brown, uh-huh. like totally human. It was like looking in a mirror in his eyes, like. Uh, so anyway, I could screamed. Could you see the the white parts of the eyes, the sclera? It it was just like looking in a mirror. So I, yes, you could. Yeah, I'd uh-huh. say yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, because it was, uh, I was just surprised. Like his eyes, like looked.
0: Just Like mine, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, did you notice anything else about the face, or were you just so focused on the eyes that it, and the surprise at the moment that you well,
1: yeah? Um, to just take this a uh, hair crazier, like as I'm looking up this thing, and see a tuft of moss here and there because I thought it was a tree. Like, it wasn't moss, it was hair. Hair coming this in. thing, we're talking this was a, a hairless Sasquatch, um. Well, a lot, a lot of chimpanzees, uh, I think, that
0: people have probably seen can get rather hairless as well yeah. as they grow older.
1: Yeah. Well, that's, that was my opinion as this guy was old. Like, there was just a tuft of hair here and there on, on his whole upper body. Uh-huh. And uh, no hair on his face or on his head that I can remember. Just a gray, rough skin. Like, the, that, it resembled the bark of a tree, but, but different. But, like, I... I can only relate it to, like, from sun, being in the sun too much yeah. uh, and, and not having, like, hair covering your body to protect you. Like, just uh, rough. Like, the higher up his body, like, was the rougher it was. I think it was from sun. Uh, well, they live a tough life, to say yeah. the least. Yeah. Yeah, so I imagine, like, you're probably going head first through brush and this and that and everything. but Yeah, yeah. They're tough, tough critters. But his face was, the only way I can describe it is rectangle. Mm-hmm. And very, very weathered. Uh, just it, his, his upper skin and, and face and everything like, it, like the toughest leather you could ever see. Yeah. Uh, and grayish in color. You said the the body. Yeah, so was the, the whole face? Body was the was, same? was uh, gray. Uh-huh. Uh huh. What color is the hair? Do you remember? Or, uh it was just a tuft here and a tuft there, and I couldn't tell you what color it was. Uh-huh. I don't remember. What well, was backlit by the sun, of course, yeah. too yeah so so back to what happened here it, I screamed, he screamed, and uh I turned around, and he turned around, and then the the last look I had at him was as he's turning, his eyes like turned bright red mm. um, but he hadn't turned enough yet to to be like hit with the sun like that. yeah, it was it was emanating from his eyes. they just they turned a a, a bright red. Yeah, and yours and, is one and of he the. Was, and he went from originally smiling to like angry. I mean, you could just see it on his face and in his his voice. Like, he went, Arr.
0: Yeah. was that a high pitched scream, like a, <sighs> like a like a little girl screaming, or well, that, let me ask you. It was you, an angry. Was, scream. Was your scream like a, a little girl screaming? Yes. <laughs> it was, yeah, a and his high-pitched first. His
1: first scream was like the same as mine. Uh huh. And then, but behind me is my wife and the father. Law or screaming, mm-hmm. um, it so must have been terrified. It must have been as scared as you guys were. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think so. Well, I don't think you expect anybody to seem yeah to start with. And, and the only reason I stopped in the first place was because the smell like reminded me of my first encounter, mm-hmm. which had been a couple of years earlier. And at a as a time, I wasn't relating it to. I didn't figure out what it was until after all this was over, and I realized like that that smell that made me stop was because. He smelled like the first one I encountered two years earlier. Right, right. Um, and uh, so the three of us, I mean, we all dropped everything that we were carrying. It's probably there to this day. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I can't remember what I had. I had a little cooler. I can't remember what else was in my hands, but I, I dropped it and ran. And, and uh wife and father-in-law ran, and we all jumped in a bronco. And, and we didn't clear the brush out of the way we fired up and like leaped up on the road with it and it took off as fast as we could. And we got down the road about maybe a mile. And uh, I just like stomped on the brakes and slid, slid to a stop in the gravel. And we all looked at each other and just cracked up laughing. And, uh, and uh, the funny part was, is my wife says, like, what are we running from? She didn't what see what was it? that? No, it was just, I guess she didn't see it. My father in law did, but uh-huh. she didn't know what it was because it all happened so fast.
0: Oh, gosh, I must be even I don't know if that would be scarier or not. Uh, yeah, to... and uh, so that, that's pretty much that story. Yeah, yeah. So the red eyes that's real interesting. I, I know you and another friend good friend of mine have both
1: seen the eyes the eye, the eye thing i was actually looking at when his eyes went from looking like my eyes to to turn to red and when you say it was red was it the 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 the,
0: the colored part like the brown part of the eye turned red or is it everything turned red or what 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 was it that was red wow that's
1: that's hard to describe i thought about that a thousand times it's um it was an intense like, moment like red emitting from his eyes uh but you can no longer see his eyes. It was, everything was red. Really? It's just a, a deep, deep with a lot of depth orange, or mm. I mean, red, not orange. Um,
0: now, so, since you actually observed this yourself, do, what would be your explanation for that? Do you have one, or is it just like, holy <laughs> crap, what the hell's that? I don't. Just mystery, complete mystery, how, how that um, could happen.
1: I, I say in this case, like, whatever, whether they use that for something, hunting at night or something, in this case, it, I, it was triggered by anger, mm-hmm. I think, because he went from like being fairly sociable, he was smiling, yeah, <laughs> right, <laughs> to, uh, to like to like turning in haste and, and screaming, and, and then his voice kind of turned to anger, like ah, and mm-hmm. uh, his eyes changed. And uh, at that point, my feet were moving faster than my brain was. So. Yeah, I bet.
0: Stay tuned for more Bigfoot and Beyond with Cliff and Bobo. We'll be right back after these messages. So that was your yours and your wife's second encounter. Yes. What, what is, what, where, where is she in this whole thing at this moment? You know, back in 1979 or whatever, 77, 79.
1: Uh, it's like, she wouldn't talk about it. Yeah. Um, uh, again, when that stuff happens, like it's... You know, nobody talks about it.
0: And you didn't talk about it for a long time either.
1: Forty-five years. <laughs> yeah, until Donald um, Cliff comes well, into your life her, and her ruins dad it. Dad, that was with us, like Richard. Mm-hmm. Um, he died, jeez, oh, twenty twenty-five years ago. Um, she died just three or four years ago, I think, mm-hmm. um, maybe five.
0: Which was a big turning point in your life in some other ways, right?
1: Well, that she wasn't. I had a different wife. Uh, oh, a different okay. Did yeah, that she was wife like you know 40 years ago
0: i see okay
1: um we were together until like 81 so a couple more years after that Uh uh-huh which you would never talk about
0: Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) so anyway my current wife uh we had no experiences together we were together 22 23 years yeah she died in 2017 yeah and uh that's when i I moved the next year, 2018, to the property I'm at now. Yeah,
0: and, and why did you choose that property? Did you just want to get it out was, of town? It was, or?
1: Yeah, it was hard to live in the house where My, my wife, act, we did a home hospice, uh, and my wife actually died at home uh, after fighting cancer for like well over 10 years. Yeah, She had brain surgery like nine years before she died, and, and the doctor said like she she should make another nine years, and it was exactly nine years. Wow. Uh, when it all came back and took her out. Uh, yeah. And it took her fast.
0: So you were in town at that time? Yeah, we had a house. but um, So you, you, you wanted to get out of the house for obvious reasons. Yeah. and then, uh, But you also wanted to be out in the woods for the Sasquatch thing? I, well... Or is that accidental?
1: I'm not sure. I I think I was just looking for some place out. Like, the place where I had my first encounter that I showed you. Yeah, yeah. Okay, up that road to the north was... A house that was like empty and totally beat. Uh, it was a need rebuilding, mm-hmm. and it was on nine acres and it overlooked a valley that was just north of that siding that I had there. Yeah, and so I was interested in that house and um, uh, I was going to bid on because they were taking bids and um, somebody offered actually offered like fifty grand more than I was that I had. Oh Jesus. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Can't compete and we're talking that. about a place that like people had even gone in and stripped all the wiring out. It was that bad. Mm-hmm. But it was it was cool one time and, and it could have been again. So that's what got me interested in uh being out again. And um so I just I kept looking there just wasn't anything available anywhere at that time. That was twenty eighteen I think. Uh, I found the place I'm in now and it was just about all there was, and I wasn't sure I wanted it because the the old double Y is pretty shot. and um, But it was c- cool property, uh, and or an area, I guess, um, close to Warehouse Tree Farms and Natural Forest and stuff like that. And the day I was going to look at the place in person, i meeting my real estate buddy that uh, was we were going to meet there and, so I could look at it. I stopped at Warehouser property in a, uh, an open field, and I uh, had two dogs with me, and uh, we'd made it probably three or 400 feet uh, down this gravel road into this open field, and my dogs were right next to me, and uh, Abigail, she went and sniffed at something like just the right of us, like 10, 15 feet to the right of us in the grass. And stopped and looked at me And why? I went over and looked, and, and uh, there was a critter there. I'm not exactly sure what it was, a, a nutria or something. It looked like a beaver, but no tail. Uh-huh. And the head was ripped off. Hmm. Uh, and it was still gushing blood. Still gushing blood. Still, Blood was still coming out. So it was very fresh then. Very fresh. Yeah. Like, we'd interrupted something. And, like, this is a pretty open field. The grass was, you know... Uh, 12, 16 inches high at the most anywhere. It, I think I've been logged recently I know. But it was uh, pretty much open field. Yeah, you've shown me where that field is. Yeah. It's
0: not far from where
1: you live. Right, yeah. yeah. So I saw that and um, that kind of sold me on, like, well, that's just, <laughs> that, that's scary, weird. yes yeah, so I you, mean, you, me and the dogs, I mean, my dogs like went from being excited to getting out to play to, uh-huh. like, I think we all three of us walked backwards back to the truck. Like, <laughs> I chose my property based on a headless rodent. <laughs> <laughs> well, it,
0: something with hands, like sure, rips sure. this thing apart. No, I would have been sold too. I get it. Uh, like you, I also chose my property based on sighting reports. <laughs> you know? I think most people do.
1: And and the, the house uh, that I looked at that I didn't get uh, get somebody outbid me was. You know, at that point, I was looking at that, well, that's real close to where I had a siding when I was a kid, I yeah. thought this would be great because it overlooked this canyon, I could, like, look out the kitchen window and see down this canyon, like, watch for Bigfoot. Yeah. Uh, and then here I come across this, and all I can think about is, like, gotta be a Sasquatch that did that. Like, what else could do that? Uh-huh. Um, and then, so I had an appointment to look at the property, and, and uh, me and the dogs, like, drove, uh, drove up, took a left, Drove a couple miles to the property and, uh, walked around it with my real estate buddy and, and, uh, he was trying to talk me out of it cause, uh, the double white on it's like 38 years old or something and pretty yeah. shot. And, uh, but this is all that was available. And my thought at the time, cause I'd always had rental houses was, uh, well, I'll just rent out my house in Milwaukee that I live in and, and, uh, make more money and, uh, you know, like, uh, work on this place for putting new double white in or something. And, yeah. Which all I didn't work out, so I, th- I can't remember. Where I moved in like June, July something like that, of uh, two thousand eighteen, and um, I can't remember if I'd moved in yet or not. But June of eighteen, and you saw the picture of the the footprint I took.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: I was thinking it was July, but you looked at the date on it was June.
0: I think it was think it was June. I have to double yeah. check again. But yeah. But, but anyway,
1: so, that's the first thing that happened. Like you like, found a. F- deep footprint a big footprint in the mud yeah in the that like uh it was definitely a couple inches longer than my foot which you know my shoes like 12 13 inches yeah yeah and so i'm guessing it was like 17 it's hard to t- so all I, my dogs were running around in the mud and i thought they were going to screw up the print so um i tried to make them you know like sit be still and then, uh before it was destroyed i just pushed my foot into the mud next to it mm-hmm. and then moved my foot and took a picture unfortunately my foot didn't make much of an impression in the in the mud yeah uh, you can
0: still see it though you can see it yeah. in a photograph
1: and the other one was what uh, like two inches deep or something yeah it had to be uh, and it just stopped raining like a half hour before like we were out there I mean it just stopped raining so I don't know how my foot could not make a, a bigger impression than it did but
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So the the conditions hadn't changed much. Is I guess what I'm saying, mm-hmm. like I was kind of surprised that my foot didn't go in further. So it was something pretty dang heavy.
0: Yeah. So so you found the footprint on the property. It's like oh my god, That's, they're, they're here. The <laughs> you signed the papers. <laughs> yeah. Now when um now when I met you, you had already bought a thermal imager.
1: Yeah. Um. Well, the I before the thermal, I bought a um uh night vision. Uh huh. And. Uh, well, let me back up here. Like when I bought this place, five women lived in the house. Yeah. Uh, the father was deceased and uh, I heard he had an alcohol problem or whatever, but there's three daughters
0: mm-hmm. his
1: mother and his wife lived there. Uh, so, five women. Uh, and all of them, they had all the windows and everything all closed up because it said it felt like somebody was watching them all the time. Yeah. Yeah. And when they moved out, and I moved in. It happened, like, really fast. Anyway, I, I started being harassed by Sasquatch. What, what, what would they do? What would they do? Trees, like, right across the street in, in the in the woods are Tree slap so loud that uh, my dog's frozen step. Yeah. And looked at me. And then, you know, like, we did get in the car and I'd go to work in Portland. Now and you worked uh, nights, didn't you? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Okay. And um, the house got hit, I thought, by like A chunk of wood or something, uh, but as you pointed out, like it could have been a hand, yeah. They they
0: they seem to slap houses and, on the
1: outside or throw uh, do
0: something and like that. That
1: happened, that happened more than once. Mm-hmm. And, um,
0: how, lo- how long was the house the, vacant before
1: you moved in? Two days, or two like, days is all okay. I mean, it's, it's, as soon as they were out, I was moving in, okay. In fact, I actually left my I, I asked them, uh, if I could leave a boat and a trailer and stuff out there, uh, before they even moved because, uh, you know, I Sure,
0: sure. Yeah, excited about moving in. Wanted to start moving. Yeah, in, so. I had my
1: boat like next door to the shop there, like like two weeks before I moved in. I think. Uh-huh. So between the tree slaps and the, and the growls in, in the woods and the, somebody hitting the house, um, you were probably thinking, "Oh crap! What have what have I done?" Yeah. <laughs> Careful uh, what you wish for. Yeah. So I bought a, a, a night vision. I think like you know. I don't know what good it's was going to do. At the time, I thought it was a good idea. So, you know where that I got that tree twist out there? Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, you know, 200 feet back or something. Or two, yeah, back. on the other side of the goat pen. Yeah. Um, so, I believe it was with the night vision. Like, I was sitting on the deck and looking around, and I saw somebody or a squatch standing back there on the, that trail right by that, where that tree break is. Yeah. I don't think the tree break was broke before I, I saw him. Yeah, uh, but I d- didn't see him do it. I didn't hear him do it.
0: And This is pretty much right after you moved in. You saw this thing. Yeah, A- in the middle of the night, or um, before or after work, maybe or something. Because I know you work nights. Uh, I,
1: think bef- I think that was before. I think it was before work.
0: Uh-huh. What well, uh, was it doing? Just standing there, yeah. looking at you. Standing there, looking at me. And then it, what?
1: What did it do? It just turned and walked back down the trail. And you thought, dude. Well, I, I was. Uh, uh. I, it was kind of. Through the scope, it looked short and fat. Jeez, uh-huh. I don't know. It could have been some feet tall. So it's still kind
0: of a long ways. That's like a hundred yards, probably, from your porch, yeah. don't you think?
1: Yeah, you know? I was thinking at the time, like I was having all this activity and weird shit going on, but I actually thought it was more likely a neighbor than a squatch. But then the tree break right there. Yeah, I, I think it, tree. Was squash. Like yeah. it was a squatch. Like it's way higher than a human could.
0: And there's what? What? Why would Why would your neighbor be out there at yeah. in at night and walking back well, into I was the trying woods? Trying to dismiss and,
1: everything that happened. All yeah, that. yeah, I, I could see that. I could see so that. that was that was all 2018, and slowly that stuff subsided. But before it did, I was really regretting moving out there. And in fact, one night, like uh, me and dogs got in the car, truck, wherever I was driving that day, and so I could go to work for a few hours at night, and uh, the, the tree slapped happened right across the road.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I almost didn't come home that night because I was that scared. Um, but it, all that like slowly calmed down, and um, so that was 2018. Yeah. So what would be the next thing? What were the road crossings oh, or your neighbors? Oh, the very thing? next thing. That this okay. So this was this was 2018. Still, I saw the uh, the big red one. Standing in the middle of the road. And okay, so you're you're driving home from work. Is no, that... I'm just I was just going to town in the morning. This was 10 a.m. in the morning. 10 a.m. in the morning. You're driving to town. Yeah, a nice spring morning. Uh-huh. I, I can't remember what month it was, but uh, I might be wrong on the date. Maybe that was spring okay.
0: of nineteen. So spring. Okay, so it was it was spring of maybe nineteen.
1: Let's go with that. Cause I, sure. So you're I think driving. I got to, notes somewhere on it, but
0: you're driving to town 10 o'clock in the morning.
1: Uh, I see somebody standing in the road, like a half mile ahead of me. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and uh, it's a straight stretch of the road, and then there's a little rise in the road, and then there's houses, uh, and it's as closer I get, I, I see it's not a person standing there; it's a Sasquatch, and he's tall,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I just I keep uh, I'm I mean, I'm sure it's a Sasquatch. Like every foot I'm driving closer to, I'm more convinced. And I keep it closer and closer and closer, and it's not moving, and it's looking, um, what direction would that be? I, anyways. West? Yeah. I, yeah. Uh, up on a hill, they're, they're building a, a house up there.
0: Yeah, you yeah, said there were houses past there, but to be fair, not many. This is still right. very rural. I <laughs> yeah, mean, there's there's at the next yeah. probably in the that, next that
1: first house on the right. That was Fifty acres built, or that's three probably houses on hundred acres. Yeah, know. yeah. So when yeah. you say houses,
0: right? I mean, you past can see there, it up
1: on the hill. But yeah, let's paint the, a better yeah. picture. It's not a neighborhood. So anyway, I'm just driving up on this thing and it's staring that up that direction. It's actually it's standing right in the middle of the road, and I get closer and closer, and I can't believe how close I'm getting, and I' mean getting close enough to see like it's red, mm-hmm. hairy and, and tall. And I'm probably 200, 200, 250 feet away, something like that, and, and driving at 40 or 50 miles an hour. And it finally like turns slowly. It didn't hurry. It didn't run off like, oh no, a cars coming or scared or anything. It, it took its time, like turned and, and walked to the south, uh, and into the into the brush, into the woods. Yeah. And I stopped right where I saw it and rolled down my window. And there was just a, a ton of noise coming from where they were building the house, like like boom, boom, boom. And was shaking the ground. I I don't know if they were drilling a well or driving pilings or something or mm-hmm. Uh, but it was really loud and apparently like annoyed the, the Sasquatch. <laughs> so that was, let's go with spring of 19 on that one. Um, so that was the last thing that year until September of 19. I'd had uh, deer jumping over my neighbor's fence and eating apples off my tree right behind my house, uh, daily for several days. I'd been doing that and, uh, I'd, I'd go out on the deck and, and wave my arms and they'd jump off and run away so uh, I was in the kitchen like at the sink looking out the window and and I saw something um, I saw movement to my left I thought it was 5 o'clock in the afternoon on a sunny day September and uh, I I had the deer again so this time I'm going to like just scare the crap out of them Um, and uh, you know I'm going to I, I was planning, I'm going to do like the wild man thing. and Yeah. Ah. And little did you know, the wild man was going to do something <laughs> <Yeah>. to you. <laughs> so I go out my front door, I go around the house, uh, down my driveway, and I'm, I'm peeking around the, the side of, or the corner of my house to the to the west.
0: Yeah, to the neighbor's property. Yeah, to the neighbor's property. You've got 20-something acres, but it's very, very long and skinny. Yeah. Kind of. So how, like 100, 200 yards wide? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, so you, the neighbors are right there, pretty much.
1: Yeah, so anyway, like I, I peek over there, expecting to see like deer, like maybe one or two in my yard, and the other ones like getting ready to jump over, like because there was like four or five deer that were doing this, and uh, I instantly saw like a large black figure, like standing um, perfectly still, like uh, at the edge of the neighbor's field, like before it got to the the trees or or like their chicken coop or, or their house is to stand in there like frozen. And, uh, uh, you know, you don't know what to do in those moments. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it was uh, like jet black, um, seven and a half feet tall. And, uh, it just standing there, like maybe like he's listening or something. Um, I, I don't know if he's after chickens or been watching the, the deer eat my apples or what, but he's just standing there frozen. And, uh, I, I was standing there frozen and I didn't know what to do and, and I, I don't know if I wanted to like lean around the, the post uh, at the corner of the house there or what but or the deck whatever you want to call it but I had one foot in gravel and I, I just barely moved my foot and made gravel noise mm-hmm. and it spun around and like split took off running like at full speed like due north like and the neighbor's field there was like I don't know how long that is. Like,
0: yeah, a couple hundred yard, hundred yards, two hundred yards at the most. Uh, something like that. Yeah, until the tree line, right?
1: Yeah. So anyway, he he takes off running, like he's standing up and, and like running at full speed, and um, there was a little bit of area there where the the one shop blocked the view of here, but like before that, he he dropped down on all fours, and then running about the same speed, I don't think it changed in fast how fast he moved. Uh-huh. But uh, he went from standing up running to drop down all fours running. And then once he was past the shop, I had him view again and had him uh, to the woods, view him to the woods. And then those trees are sparse enough. I still had view him like, running through the trees a little bit. Yeah, And uh, Jet Black, and uh, I'm just guessing he's the one that left the footprint like might be the same one, yeah. Yeah, don't know. Um, so that was September 2019, and from what I know now, from I've been there long enough, I've met neighbors and talked to neighbors. Like uh, generally, every September, there there's sasquatch around. they eating apples. Yeah. Um,
0: with, um, now, you met an, another witness came in our, our shop here, and he told us about finding footprints on his property, and his son, I think, saw one running across his field. And it turns out he lives three doors down from you. Oh, yeah. 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 We won't say his name or anything, but like a, a totally unrelated witness reported similar things. Um, I'd, I'd, I'd have to double-check my notes to see when that yeah, was. Yeah, and then there but, was
1: a guy across the street from me to the east. Mm-hmm. Uh, who, they'd seen him, too. Oh, he really? no longer lives there, but, yeah. uh, is that the guy you mean? Or the Yeah. Area? Yeah. The guy, yeah, 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 yeah.
0: The guy who doesn't live there any longer.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I think, don't you have witnesses, witnesses from the other direction? Too?
0: Oh, we've got a bunch of stuff from that general area. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> oh, welcome to the neighborhood. You live in the zone. Uh, yeah. Okay. So that was, that was 2019, like, uh, the daytime starting at 10 o'clock in the morning down on that road. Uh huh. Um, than the one running across the field. So uh, there's another yeah, road crossing September.
0: there, and the, there's another road crossing we haven't addressed yet. Is that...
1: Oh, that's that's newer. Um, so that, that was pretty much it in 2019. And 2020, like after seeing the, the black one run through the neighbor's field there, totally quiet in 2020. I don't think there was any event at all that I was aware of. huh. And then 2021, uh, I retired from working and driving to town every night at... at um, June 30th was my last day and I'm, I'm since retired, but in February, on the way home from work at like, uh, two or three o'clock in the morning, had a road crossing right where I had saw the red one. Yeah. Within like 50 yards
0: or something within 20, 30, 50 yards is the exact same spot. Right? Uh,
1: I think less than that. Yeah. I, uh, yeah.
0: So this time you're driving the opposite direction on the road. Right. It's pitch dark cause it's the middle of the night.
1: Right. And I, I see it. I see a pair of red eyes, like about eight foot high, um, like floating across the road. And
0: uh, But you I, saw two of them, right? So must have been looking at you.
1: Yeah, I think it, it seemed to be like kind of angled, uh-huh. um, like aware of me. Uh, but he, again, he didn't hurry to get across the road, kind of kind of floating. Um, and when he got across the road and into the bushes, I could see his eyes like turned and looked at me. And the headlights on my Prius as I was approaching him, like, never actually, like, lit him up. And um, I don't know if I had my high beams on or not, but, like, you don't think of things like that at the time. Like no. I might have been able to, like, hit the high beams and and, and get a better look at him or something, but uh, you don't think of those things at, at the time. Yeah. Uh, so he had to, he got in the woods and turned and looked at me as I drove by, and it was just right, right by where I saw that 10 a.m., morning daylight one and again he's going the same direction that that one did that morning uh, and, and within a couple hundred feet or or yards of where that daylight one happened yeah yeah so that was early in 21 2021 and then june or july of 21 i met you and then right after i met you i mean th- I, there was other small things instance that happened i think like, none comes to mind, but right after I met you, I was on my side-by-side, me and Ab- Abigail, my dog, and uh, we drove over to the back of my property where I have a, a picnic bench, and we stopped there, and we going to get out, because I got trail cams on, I was going to check them, and um, as soon as I turned off the key on, on the side-by-side, side, like, bam, bam, bam. Uh, last tree knocks I ever heard, because they were like 30 feet, like, into the woods was all, yeah. And because of all the experiences I had through my life, like I didn't even turn to look, I just started side by side up and drove off. <laughs> I, I don't want to see another one. Um, I mean, I do, but.
0: From a safe distance, perhaps?
1: <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I go back and forth on that. Uh, so then I contacted you, and uh, I got a whole lot of, yeah, sure. <laughs> no, I don't. God, yeah, sure. You yeah, you, they're real. You can I, see them. I, I was gonna grab them for you and hold them till you got there, but yeah. Uh, but then I think you told me shortly after that that further down the canyon where I live, like there was knocks mm-hmm. reported. Like yeah. right after that. So right after that. Uh, so I think you believe me a
0: little bit more. <laughs> oh no, I believe you anyway. Oh okay, I believe you anyway. See the, the vast majority of people that I run across um, are just good. General average folks, you know, no reason to lie. They would get nothing out of it. Um, if people seek attention from me, I don't give it to them. Uh, a lot of people want me to publish their names or reports and stuff. I don't I don't publish any reports. Um, most people never hear about anything that gets sent to me. I've got over 1,200 reports. Yeah. No one no one has them but me, you know, and a small handful of people I'd let have access to my database. But um, no one gets attention from me. You know, I guess occasionally someone like you ends up on my podcast if they have great stories. But that's about it. Now, you know, when you came in, I remember one of the first times, I don't know if it was the first time I spoke to you or just one of the first times. You were telling me about the stuff that had happened to you and in, in, in the area in which you live is, a, is an area of interest for us here at the NABC. And I said, okay, so you've seen the red one. It sounds like you've seen the black one. And I asked, have you seen the big white one yet? And, and, and it looks like, it, and like you, you, your face changed. It's like I, I just like hit your well, ha- hand
1: I, with a hammer or I, I might or have got a glimpse of her one day. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm not sure if it's her, but I just... Um, the, other, the red one and the black one are definitely males. I mean, there's, you know... Um, That's the impression you got, or did yeah, you see the junk? No, I, I didn't, but okay. there was, you know, like, no breast, and, and uh-huh. like, I got close, to, you know, both of them were, uh, I got closer to the red one driving than I did to the black one in the neighbor's yard, but, uh, you know, if there were females, you, I think you would have been able to tell. But you think the white one might be female for some reason, or...? Um, I just saw it duck down and I wasn't sure what I saw. It uh-huh. just happened so fast. But just like I'm looking at you, a friend of mine and I were going to go down in the canyon. I uh, can't remember if we had a plan or reason or what we were going to do. Actually, I think we were going to go fishing. I think we had fishing bowls with us. Maybe. I can't remember. But uh, I decided I, I didn't want to go because one of my, f- well, my feet was killing me because mm-hmm. I had crappy shoes on. So I turned around and we went back up and we were. Uh, you know where the picnic bench is there? Yeah. Well, I was parked right by there with my pickup and I was talking to my friend so I can talk to you. But I was looking past him and I saw something duck down and it looked like white or, or grayish. Yeah. yeah. But I'm not positive because I just caught a part of a head, but i yeah, just a flash. You know, I couldn't tell for sure, but you know, it's just uh, a quick glimpse.
0: Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Well, yeah, I imagine there's probably a bunch of other maybe things that have occurred over the the years as well, and probably a lot more coming. Um, <laughs> I hope not. Yeah, well, you're you're in an ideal situation to have more encounters, of course, which is why you bought the property, and partially at least. Um, and I thank you for inviting us onto it. Now we're, we ha- currently have a long duration recorder on your property. That, uh, in fact, I'll probably be out there tomorrow changing the cards and the batteries. Um, we haven't got a ho- we got some weird things, but nothing you can take to the <laughs> bank so far. So. Uh-oh. If more stuff pops up in your property, I'll be happy to share it with the podcast. Um, and of course, our museum members get first dibs on a lot of this. We've been monitoring your property for a long time, and uh, we post things regularly to our museum members and you know that kind of thing. So do you have any final thoughts or any closing um, shots or anything? <laughs> closing shots? yeah, you want to take a, you want to take a shot at me?
1: <laughs> uh, no. No. I, I hope someday you get to actually see one. <laughs> I want to see one in daylight. All I've got yeah. so
0: far is a thermal view of one, you know. So, yeah, i really like to see one uh, daylight. But, you know, there's always tomorrow when I'm changing out the long-duration recorder at your property. Yeah. See what you can do for me, Lance.
1: Uh, I'll, I'll wish one up for you.
0: Yeah, there you go. Um, manifest it. <laughs> well, uh, thanks. This, this stuff's hard to talk about. All right. Well, thank you so much, Lance, for coming on Bigfoot and Beyond with Cliff and usually Bobo. Um, Bobo may be in town this next week. I don't know. He's the kind of guy that calls me at midnight and says, "Cliff, I need a place to crash. Can I sleep on your couch?" And yeah, man, cool. I'll be there in an hour, and then he shows up like a day later or something. So, (laughs) so we'll see if he shows up or not. Too bad you didn't get a chance to meet him, though. Um, and for all you guys out there listening for Bigfoot and beyond, we sure appreciate you doing this. Um, I hope you're enjoying the podcast of course. And if you have any questions or comments or things you want us to know about, go to the website, bigfootandbeyondpodcast.com. You can contact us there through the, well, the contact button is a really good way, but there's also a way you can leave us a message, and perhaps if you leave a message that's cool enough that we like, maybe you'll hear your own voice on Bigfoot and Beyond with us. And one final plug, we have those cool shirts. Go to uh, SasquatchPrints.com, and you can wear Cliff and Bobo on your chest. If that's a good thing, I don't know. If it's a bad thing, I don't know. But the shirts look great. I always say they're slimming. You're going to look amazing in them. So go check that out. And you can also check out all the other Sasquatch designs, uh, like the Da Vinci design, the Resist design, um, the Not All Who Wander Are Lost design. All those cool shirt designs on SasquatchPrince.com. So thank you very much again. Do whatever you do, like hitting likes and sharing and tell all your neighbors and wake the kids and do all that sort of stuff and spread the word about Bigfoot and Beyond with Cliff and Bobo. Thank you very much for listening. And of course, in my best Bobo imitative voice, until next week, keep it squatchy. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Bigfoot and Beyond. If you liked what you heard, please rate and review us on iTunes. Subscribe to Bigfoot and Beyond wherever you get your podcasts, and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Bigfoot and Beyond Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at Bigfoot and Beyond, that's an N in the middle, and tweet us your thoughts and questions with the hashtag Bigfoot and Beyond.